G'day, it's Scott Gibbons, and this show is called On the Road, and by golly, it's nice to have you with us. It is so nice to have you with us. What is this show about? You might be saying, what is it, and should, should I listen? Well, if you're into Australia, if you're into Australian music, and if you're into seeing Australia and the RV world, that's your caravan, your motorhome, your camper trailer, uh, a tent, whatever you've got. If you're into outdoors and seeing Australia, then this show is just for you. So it's on each week. Uh, this is show number 61. And, and the whole thing is, is to make you enjoy our beautiful, beautiful country. Now that COVID's maybe, maybe getting under control, we're going to get out and about and see so much more. So if you're ready, let's make the show happen. Now this week, I went down to the Wollongong region. Uh, I've been up to the Tuncurry region. So I'll, I'll play you a, a few interviews that we did along the way and, and you will you'll get some things out of it, I'm pretty sure. So here we go. Here's the show. G'day, it's Scott Gibbons and I am on the road and today I'm in Nara. Now, you're going to meet somebody who is absolutely outstanding. His name's Bernie Brown and Bernie Brown is the CEO. Bernie, you tell him you're the CEO of what? Yep, Shoalhaven X Services Group down in Nara, Scott. And now you're about to open up something outstanding, world class, because I know you've checked out the world and you brought the world to Nara. Tell us what it's going to be. Yeah, mate, look, we're really, really excited about this. We're opening a precinct called the Growers Shoalhaven. It's based around local produce, um, local local craft beer, local craft distilleries, and that paddock-to-plate dining experience. And uh, we're very, very excited. It's been around three years in the planning, and we've done our research by literally travelling the world to uh, bring back the best into the Shoalhaven region. And you have. Now, the important part is you've also got adjoining a golf course. Yeah, look, what a wonderful facility we have here at Warragee Sports. Um, we've got a turf cricket wicket, 18-hole uh, resort-style golf course, uh, two bowling greens and a 44-unit accommodation facility. It's literally uh, the best of everything, the sport rolled into one. Um, great hospitality and, um, yeah, tremendous accommodation uh, facilities on site as well. Yeah, the accommodation is luxury, isn't it? Look, it's great. I mean, not many places you can open your uh, your back door and, and be sitting on the 10th tee of a golf course and go out there for a hit whenever you're ready. It's uh, it's really got a beautiful view, looking at over the beautiful uh, mountain ranges uh, to the uh, to the northwest of our uh, facility. And then, the, the, I mean, the accommodation's got swimming pool, but there's tonnes of parking, and you've got people coming from not just local. Where are they coming from? Yeah, look, it's uh, look. Our, our research has shown that the local people are looking for an elevated experience, but it's not just that. Um, yeah, with the domestic tourism boom um, post COVID, uh, there's a huge market from the Sydney uh, region, and we can't dismiss uh, the accessibility to Canberra. Um, lots of people enjoy uh, their holiday homes in the region around Kalbara and Kalala, and the Jervis Bay precinct is actually part of the ACT. Uh, so we're really tapping into the north and the west of uh, of our region. So people who bring down their, their RV, their caravan, their motorhome, their camper trailer, whatever it be, there's plenty of parking here, but importantly, when they pull into Nara, they've got somewhere really fancy with this growers. It's going to be, you're going to have your own concierge just for the growers? Oh, yeah, we've got a whole team ready to go. And, um, you know, it's been really exciting uh, inducting these new people and staff. They've all got a smile on their face. They understand the, the project. They understand how exciting it is for the region. Um, and, you know, we've hosted pro-ams here and those guys like to bring their own uh, vehicles and, and we've even hosted them on site, given them power and facilities to use. So if you want to travel down this way, I'm sure we can organise something to, to, uh, to keep you interested. It's fabulous. Now, the golf course is not just a golf course, it's a links. Now, what's the difference between links and a golf course? 
Yeah, look, I think the beauty of the Link-style golf course is they're nice and open. Uh, and while that may seem uh, a nice and easy option, having nice wide fairways and uh, not too many trees uh, to have to deal with um, um, with your uh, those style of courses, you know, it is susceptible to wind and, and uh, it's a very windy region. That brings its challenges. Uh, we've got some fantastic greens, some of the best on the coast. However, um, you know, they're, they're, they're narrow and if you miss left or right, you can be in some trouble. So it does bring its challenges. Um, it, is, it is a shorter course and, um, you know, a lot of the social members and golfers of all different handicaps enjoy the, the challenges that we put on for them. Yeah, now we just had a game with Bernie and I'm telling you, he can hit a ball like nobody he's just brilliant so Bernie tell everybody how to find the Warrigee Club yeah look it's quite easy we're on Greenwell Point Road um, just off the Princess Highway there as you're coming through uh, the Nara CBD we're on the way out to uh, to Greenwell Point uh, to Kalala and Kalbarra uh, which are some fantastic parts of the world so it's easy to find us we've got some great signage um, and uh, just whack us in your Google and um, you, you'll be there fabulous Bernie, thank you so much for your time. You've been outstanding. So if people want to find you, they know how to find you. How do you spell Warragi? W-R-W-R-W. <laughs> now you got me on the spot. There's W-O-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-G-E-R-R-I-
Uh, that was Flame Trees, Cold Chisel. I'm oh, really good, really. Cold Chisels, they are so popular, so popular. Now, I've got an interview for you with Camp Acton. I think you'll really enjoy this. So here we go right now. Uh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons, and we are on the road. You know I'm on the road. I'm always on the road somewhere. I'm here today at Norellon, and I'm at Camper Act, camperact.com.au. If you want a camper, this is the place to come. But I'm just talking to Peter Fenwick, and I'm talking to Rob, and... We're just discussing some of the funny things that happens when people want to tow and they haven't towed for a while. So here's Rob, here's Peter. Say good day, fellas. Good afternoon. Good day there. How are you? <laughs> now, some of the funny things, because you were just telling me about people who come in and they've got their, their wiring, mm-hmm. yes, but the wiring. wiring doesn't work. Why would that be? Well, it could be something simple that they've had a boat for years. They go and tow their boat. When you tow your boat, where do you put your boat? You put your boat in the water. Now, if you're dunking the rear end of your car in salt water at all times, what's going to happen to little copper wires? <laughs> they will corrode. Right? There can be problems. Right? So you they want to, to tow something, and then their wiring's not connected anymore. And if the wiring's not connected anymore, it makes it? Illegal. Illegal. <laughs> your, bl- your brake lights don't work, your blinkers don't work, you're actually getting illegal you know, vehicle on the road, and it just doesn't work. And we'd rather people not get booked for something like that, so we try to do the right thing. And occasionally, they get upset with us. <laughs> so you're also telling me about people who maybe haven't used their uh, their tow bar for a while. 
and, and some funny things happen. What, what happens there? Oh, well, you know, part of the hire system is in their contract. They're asked to remove the toe ball. Now, a common one is they remove the whole hitch with the ball and they turn up with nothing for us to put our pin on. <laughs> so that's pretty classic, and that's happening more often. Oh, the dear. other one that happens is they forget or they can't remove the toe ball. So we get out the wire brush and clean the thread on the bolt below the toe ball, and then we put some WD-40 on it, and then we get a big shifter. And if that doesn't work, I get my four-foot-long extension handle to the shifter and all my muscle. And if that fails, we send them down to the tyre place, and the mechanics do the job for them. <laughs> so you must get some other funny stories where people just do something... I would think. Uh, <laughs> I think if you're going to turn around and, and turn up with, let's say, a Suzuki Jimny and expect to tow a two and a half ton caravan, <laughs> it doesn't work. It, it tends to be more often the Mazda CX-3 owner who insists on buying that large trailer. Jimny <laughs> guys tend to have got it all sorted out because they know true. they've got a small vehicle. But yeah, the classic's probably a guy who insisted on buying and. We've now made it a policy in the first three or four sentences we ask, and what do you drive, sir, madam, <laughs> so that we don't have that problem? Uh, there you go. So if you want to learn about towing, I reckon you better come and talk to Peter and Rob. But if you want to get something to hire, if you want to hire a camper van, because uh, you, you have the T-Van, don't you? Yes, we hire the T-Van. We've got a fleet of three at the moment, and we've been doing this for 16 years. So if people want to, they can just hire one, they don't have to buy one, but then when they do want to buy one, they come to? Camperac, and we'll help you get your Camperac together. <laughs> so there you go, camperac.com.au, and Rob's just giving me a signal. Well, mate, if you do hire, right, up to $1,000 comes off the price when you buy. Oh, there you go. There's a deal. There's a deal for you. So try before you buy. All right. Try before you buy, get your holiday for free. Yep. So we're on the road. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We'll be back with you. Right. Do you want a song, Peter? Oh, Way Out West. Way Out West. Here we go. Way Out West. Who did that? It was uh, Buchanan, was it? I can't remember. Way Out West. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll dig through the little disc thing here. All righty. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. And if you want to get more of On the Road, just go to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, and we'll be back to you right away after Way Out West. Here we go. Job with a company you're drilling for Just to make some change Living and working on the land I quit my job and I left my wife Headed out west for a brand new life Just to get away Living and working on the land What a change, what a change it's been
Ah, yeah, that was way out west, James Blunt or James Rain. That was for Camp Break. Now, Graham Jones, and you know Graham Jones from Off-Road Systems. Off-Road Systems are just amazing people. So I popped out and saw Graham during the week, and here's a little interview with him. I think you'll learn something from this. Graham's always one of those people that knows so much. He's dry, but he knows so much. Here we go, Graham Jones. G'day, it's Scott Gibbons, and I'm here with Graham Jones. Now, Graham Jones has off-road systems, and you hear me talk about off-road systems so often because they are brilliant. They're brilliant people. They're Aussie. They manufacture right here in Australia. In fact, in Norellon, in, in Sydney. So they're, they're here, and, and you can pop in and see them actually manufacture. So it's not imported stuff. It's not stuff that, you know, you, you think it, it comes off the back of a boat. No, this is Aussie stuff. So, Graham, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about lithium batteries and, and what people are doing with them now. So what's the benefits of a lithium battery? Oh, well, the lithium battery is just a leap forward. It, uh, the battery itself will last probably twice as long as the equivalent sized AGM type battery. Um, but by and far the biggest advantage of a lithium battery is probably the rate at which it will recharge. Um, it will recharge to full capacity in less than half the time of a of an AGM battery. Oh wow! So you can use your battery, have a two or three hour drive, and well, there's far less concern about using your battery and having you know having to manage it. The fact is, you can take a lithium battery down to say twenty percent quite comfortably, and then recharge it back up to full in fairly quick time with a you know uh, with a good charging system, a, a well set up DC to DC charger. You know, a uh, three or four hour drive will uh, will bring that battery, even from a 20% capacity, pretty much right back to full. Wow. Now, so, compare that to the conventional style battery. Oh, with an AGM, you would be, uh, you'd be struggling to do that in eight hours. Right. And can you take it down to 20%? No, no. Um, an AGM battery, you know, the, the, the danger zone is 50%. Once you move below 50%, you're moving into a, into a state of damage. When uh, with that battery, they just won't handle that. Um, the the uh, they're designed to stay charged and be kept kept topped up. So yes, they uh, they will handle a long slow um, draw of power, but really fifty percent's it. Once once you're below that, you really need to be popping and topping it back up again. Okay. Whereas a lithium is quite comfortable to move down to twenty percent. And then there's a weight difference between the two? Oh, a huge weight difference. Um, standard, a standard good quality, and I stress good quality because um, some of your cheaper batteries make claims of high output but and, uh, and uh, they only weigh 20 kilos. Well, that it just doesn't equate. This a is good the, quality the... AGM 100-amp-hour battery will weigh somewhere around that 30 plus, 35 kilos. Whoa! Whereas the equivalent... Um, Lithium. Lithium battery will be 11, 12 kilos. Golly, so that's a lot less weight up and down on your suspension Absolutely. for every pothole you're hitting. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a huge difference. It's a much, it's a lot less weight to manage. It's a lot, it's a lot easier to mount it, find places to put it. You don't have to be uh, Superman. Yeah, yeah. and and then if people are using that same battery for camping purposes, where they're lifting it out of the vehicle and using it for camping, oh, for it's sure. that much lighter. You're not straining Absolutely. your back. Absolutely. Well, there's a couple of. You know, that's a big one. You know, some people are using the battery as a portable device 
um, bringing it into their camp and using it and, and it works really well, lithium battery, and it's easy to do that. The other big advantage is you, you're talking about a, you know, an item that's 35 kilos, you know, that's a, it's uh, a very, it's quite a missile if uh, things are things go awry. Yeah, yeah. Whereas something that's, that's only 12 kilos are much easier to contain and hold down and, yeah. you know, there's a lot of advantages. So what's your involvement with lithium? People are putting them in when they're getting drawers oh, or what's happening? You know, it's becoming, we're, we're seeing the, um, the increase in, in lithium is just, um, huge at the moment, you know. People are getting a lot more comfortable with it. They've, they've, uh, it's got a good track record now. They've been around for a while. But what, what's uh, your involvement with it? Like, well, we've when fitting, you're doing drawers, yeah, we've been fitting uh, lithium batteries into our electrical. Uh, when we do the drawer system, and we'll do a full um, power management system, battery, DC to DC charger, outlets, solar input. You know, internal lighting, external lights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you can we, do all the auto electrical while, while they're having doing, their drawers done. Absolutely, the auto electrical is done here it's as all well. Done, yeah, we do all of that <laughs> because we, we were, you know, our customers are looking for a one-stop shop. They, they, they want to come in. They, uh, they can, re, they know they can rely on you to do a good job, um, and if they can get it all done, walk in, walk out, then uh, that's a bonus for them too. It's a lot less running around yeah. and a lot less concern. You know, they've got one point of call to, to talk to uh, about getting it done and, and custom works what we do and integrated electronics and, and um, you know, all of the battery management, power management is, is all part of it. So it's not just drawers, it's not just fridge no. slides, it's not just cargo barrier, which and all of those you manufacture. The cargo barrier Correct. you manufacture, the cargo shelf you manufacture, the water tank, stainless steel water tanks yep. you manufacture. So you make the whole thing super easy. That's right. And it's all it's all designed around you know, what we know to work. Yeah. And uh, we know that it's a good quality product and uh, and it works with the system which we go through with the customer what they want and we come up with the system that works for them and that's the thing because you're an aussie and you're in australia and you manufacture here people can talk to you it's not like buying something online exactly where you right. don't know what you're going to get and there's been some stories recently of people oh look <laughs> it's frightening some of the things that um that have been popping up lately and uh, you know i saw something on lithium batteries recently which would really be um quite worrying but uh, you know and that was where somebody bought a lithium battery online yeah, exactly allegedly right. yeah. and when it arrived it was yeah, full it of worked. the case it worked it just didn't work for very long and when they opened it up they realized why but yeah it worked yeah. for a day and, yeah. and then the inside of it wasn't a battery it was no it's just house tiles up, or something. Yeah. yeah wow so if people want to find out more and they want the job done properly they go to off-road systems and the best phone number is uh 4647 6322. So it's an O2 number, 4647 6322. Correct. Or they can go to the website, which is offroadsystems.com.au. Correct, yep. And if you want to talk to Graham, Graham's the man because he knows it all, he does it all, and he's actually here. You're not dealing with a website, you're dealing with a person. So, Graham, you're just terrific. Offroadsystems.com.au. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. Graham wants something from Australian Crawl, so here we go. Now, I'm just going to play potluck and play you something from Australian Crawl. Here it goes now. Good on you, Graham.
a Australian crawl, a reckless. Now, I would reckon if you don't get your storage drawers or your water tank or your fridge slide from off-road systems, you're being reckless. That's how I reckon their, con their, their total competence is in giving you an Aussie-made product that is brilliant. So there you go. Now, we went to Foster Tun Curry, uh, you might remember this, and I met Ben Andrews from the Foster Tun Curry Tourist Information Centre. Ah, it's a beautiful area. That's another place for you to go, and here's his interview for you now. Hi, good day. It's Scott Gibbons again, still on the road, still on the road and loving it. Absolutely loving it. Now, the Foster Tun Curry region, we've been talking about that, and last week we were talking to Ben Andrews, and Ben was telling us about the whole region, but there's some specific parts about the Foster Tun Curry area that, that I reckon you should know about. And then I reckon you should also know how to find out more about this fabulous region. So here's Ben again. Say good day again, Ben. Hi, Hi Scott. How are you? Ah, oh, loving it. Now, tell us about what should we do when we hit Foster Tun Curry? Because you were saying there's some fishing that we should be aware of. Yeah, that's, that's right. So there's um, a few fishing charters that go out, um, out in the open water. But there's also some um, that get out on Wallace Lake, if, if you're not keen on the, uh, the swell out, <laughs> out of their heads. Um, but look, yeah, fishing all year round is really is really good here uh, on the Barrington Coast, particularly in Foster Tun Curry. Um, we're we're known for our um, for our seafood in the region, uh, as well as the fish and the from the fishermen co-op over at Tun Curry. I went there today and yeah. I bought up big. Yeah, good stuff. Well, it's tasty gear. So um, look, as well, we're, Wallace Lake is famous for its Sydney rock oysters. Where um, Wallace Lake's the largest producer of Sydney rock oysters in New South Wales. Um, and we're pretty famous for it. So there's some um, beautiful local restaurants where you can where you can taste some of these oysters, um, and or just buy them direct from the farmer as well. Uh, squeeze a lemon, a little bit of pepper. <laughs> that's how I have them, Scott. So, um, but look, yeah, the local produce in the area is um, is another key reason we get um, lots of visitors back here. Oysters being one of them. Um, as well, we've got some. Um, some wineries, some local wineries as well. Uh, Foster's first brewery as well, microbrewery. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about right. that. Yeah, so that's um, the Coastal Brewing Company um, up on Dowman Street in Foster. Um, they do uh, tastings up there at, at their, in their tasting room. Um, and as well, uh, Helen and David do some brewery tours up there for those looking to learn how to a bit more about brewing their own beers. So, um so look, yeah, it's it's pretty good the local produce we have around here. Um, but yeah, oysters, <coughs> oysters and beer sound alright to me, Scott. Yeah. Now, what else is there? Because when the tourist comes to town, I know that you've got massive shopping centres out here. You've, you've got um, there's even picture shows. Yeah, that's right. So we've got um, our in Foster itself, Wharf Street is the main shopping um, shopping street with a lot of. Um, specialty stores, but we've also got your bigger chain stores up at Stockland um, Shopping Centre, um, where you've got your major supermarkets and, um, and other stores, as well over in Tunkurry is quite a nice um, row of shops along Manning Street, um, and as well, we mentioned before about fishing, some, some great uh, fishing stores as well with all the gear. Um, oh, all the haven't bait. they ever? Mm, yeah. But that, that, uh, was it Wharf Street you just mentioned in, in Foster? That's right, yeah, I, Wharf I, Street. I let a lot of people go and retire there yesterday. I spent big there as well. Yeah, yeah. What a great street that is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's bustling. It's um, just a little one-way street, so not too much traffic going through there. Um, some really nice cafes and, and stuff down there as well. The um, ice cream, the coffee. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And, um, and then 
On the other side of Wall Street is Memorial Drive with some really nice restaurants overlooking Wallace Lake and a great spot to, to watch the sunset in the afternoon uh, with a glass of wine and, and some of those local oysters. Oh, now tell us about, where's the, where's the sunset spot again? Yeah, look, you can, um, on Memorial Drive, there's a couple of restaurants along there that, that sit just near the bridge, um, offering beautiful views of Wallace Lake. Um, and, and yeah, if you can request a table outside on a nice day like today, I would, I would recommend that. All right. Now, if people want to find out more, and I reckon they should, <laughs> because having come here, this is just, it's heaven on a stick, isn't it? Yeah. So how do they do it? Is there a website that we should use? Yeah, look, uh, best place to go is barringtoncoast.com.au. Uh, we've got lots of uh, field guides written by locals, uh, local experts, um, uh, regular visitors to the area. So it's not just, you know, um, myself and other staff writing what we like to do. There's, <laughs> there's some authenticity to it in, in that we get uh, regular visitors to talk about what they like to do and um, Scott, we might even get you to write one. You <laughs> I'll give you a copy of this. Oh, that's fabulous, Ben. Do you have another song that you want to that you want to recommend? Yeah, look, let's. Uh, why don't we get some cold chisel on? Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. Which um, one do you want? How about my baby? My baby cold chisel. This is for Ben. This is for you. Hey, if you're on the road, gee, it's good being with you. And you can get us any time. You just go to on the road media au, and on there you'll find all the podcasts so if you're travelling you can take all of those with you and if you want to hear all about what Ben's talking about again you go back to that podcast and you can hear it again and again and again hey it's Scott Gibbons here is Cold Chisel and you enjoy it
Uh, Cole chiseled my baby. Uh, I tell you, Cole chisel is so popular that while I was up that way, I popped into Newcastle, saw Van Man, Van Man, great caravans, uh, Brian and Randy, uh, also at Newcastle Caravan Repair. So if you're up that way and you need something done to your caravan or you need something for your caravan, you go and see them. But uh, here's a little interview with them for you. Uh, G'day, Scott Gibbons. We are on the road and I tell you where I'm at now because I told you last week where I was at, which was Newcastle Caravan Repairs. Now, they not only repair caravans, but they sell new caravans. I want them to tell you about their new vans. So I'm with Brian and Randy, and they're going to tell us, how did Van Man get born? Well, Scott, um, it was um, probably the seed was sown back in the early days. So 10 years ago, when Brian first started the repair business, and over the years... Um, people have come to uh, Brian and myself and said, what is the best van to buy um, after their van's been written off or whatever the case may be. So we dabbled um, with a few other brands, but really it wasn't what we preached. So then the van man was born via this. So full aluminium frame, honeycomb floor or comp light is, is the flooring that we use, alicom sides and a floating one-piece fiberglass roof. So what we promote is no rot, no rust, so to speak. You know, <laughs> so that that's probably the crux of the matter. We often see in the workshop if the van's not serviced on a regular basis or it's let go or there's faulty workmanship, there's a number of reasons why van will leak. But if you get water ingress into a timber frame, rest assured that it's going to rot. It's like a wick. It'll soak it up uh, from the bottom and bring it right up to the top and uh, the decay is happening. You can't see it happening. It's all happening from inside. So, you mean like at the end of the day, um, the aluminium can't do that. Um, so, you mean we like to think that it is a longevity that we're selling and it's a premium product. Um, there are other manufacturers out there doing it, but bang for buck, we're right up there. So, one of the things you were telling me a little bit earlier is that a lot of vans, when it rains, water just sits on the roof, but your van roof is shaped so the water runs off. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. So we used, uh, it's like an architrave in the top and it's curved from the centre to the outside and that's where the one-piece floating fibreglass roof um, floats along the top of that. So it directs the water away from air conditioners, hatches and all the other bits and pieces that are up, solar panels, aerials. So, I mean, like, it's just the only way to do it. And... As far as warranty goes, yours has got a superior warranty, Brian? Well, we have a two-year manufacturer's warranty, and then we also back it with a, an extra two-year aftermarket warranty just to ensure the customer has really got some you know, longevity with the product. Um, it's just a, we're just a phone call away. Um, you know, we, we're here for the long haul. We're not, we're not one of these take-the-money-and-run sales yards like others. <laughs> um, we, we we want to look after the customer and that's we're a customer service focused business that's our primary objective is to be for here for the customers right and then you've got a spectrum of models and the thing i understand is that each of your models comes in in three variations so you can have an on-road model a semi-off-road model and a full off-road model is that right randy yeah that's precisely right scott so you can start from our smallest van um, which is 16 foot 2 and we run through to our largest van which we've built to date in a van man has been 25 foot. Um, each of these particular models um, do come in like you said on road, semi off road and full off road 
And look, let's face it, we uh, like to help the customer. So if the customer comes in with their own set of plans or their own ideas, um, we will put it all on paper. We will send it to the factory. The factory will draw, draw up the plan, send it back. If the customer's happy, we proceed down that particular path. We've done that numerous times now. So, so although you've got standard plans that are yours, if the customer wants to adjust or even design their own, you can do that. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. You, want, you want what you want, not what someone else is offering you. Fab- and the other thing I found, and this is so good, is you've got such a, again, a spectrum of colours. Yeah, well, it's best to stand out in the road. We, there's a lot of orange vans out there, safety as well. Uh, you know, if you, there's 100,000 white caravans out there, it's, a little bit of colour certainly makes it, uh, <laughs> makes it stand out. All right, so if somebody wants to find more, you've got a, a van man website is that right correct www.vanman.net.au or better still talk to the man direct that's me 0408 642 096 do that again and slower zip 04 08 642 096 randy the van man <laughs> there you go randy the van man <laughs> but if you want to find out I'll just get you that website one more time www.net uh, Vanman. Vanman.net.au. There you go. <laughs> All righty. Hey, fellas, thanks again for that. That's really good. Thanks, thanks Scotty. Cheers.
Ah, such a lovely way to say goodbye. And we're getting close to such a lovely way to say goodnight to you too, or good afternoon, or whatever you're listening to this, because being a podcast, I never know when you're listening. And we do go national. We're all over the place. But the National Farmers Federation, Thomas Cullen, the policy officer there, did a terrific thing for greynomad.com.au, and he said it's a well-known fact that finding workers, particularly during peak seasons, can be an uphill battle for many farmers. And you know we love our farmers because they are Aussie and they're growing Aussie stuff for us Aussies and fortunately in addition to the local workers and the students and sometimes backpackers and sometimes temporary migrants there's another highly valued portion of the of the workforce that brings lifetime of knowledge and skills and experience to on-farm roles across the country and of course that's the grey nomads and they are now being sought oh are they being sought to fill a wide range of jobs on farms because you've got a high degree of variability available to you, so many opportunities available to you, and historically, uh, you're a major component of the seasonal workforce. So for decades, the grain nomad, they've been welcomed on farms, particularly in remote areas where every extra set of hands is welcomed with gusto. And the impact of COVID-19, of course, uh, that's affected the farming business hugely. It's been dramatic, a shortfall. Right now, they have a shortfall of 26,000 workers, and that's expected to totally hit the fruit and vegetable producers particularly hard over the coming months. So this is your chance. This is your chance to get out there, do your thing, help Australia. Oh, golly, what a wonderful thing to do. So the impact of this, of course, will be the hardest felt by the citrus and the stone fruit and the mango producers across Victoria and New South Wales and Queensland and Northern Territory. And the worst case outcome of this is that many farmers will be unable to get their produce harvested and that's just a heartbreaking situation they've worked so hard they've gone through drought and flood and COVID and whatever else so they've finally got some good weather they've got bumper crops ready uh, and much of this without your help might have to be left to rot or even ploughed back into the earth and that could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars plus heartbreak plus heartbreak so that's the, the margin on that could be life-changing for the farmers who have suffered through multiple consecutive years of drought and fire and pandemic conditions. So if you're an independent traveller or a grain nomad or whatever, you, then you're ideally suited. You, you are ideally suited to the short-term unconventional working conditions that are associated with the peak seasons across a whole range of agricultural commodities. So, you know, if you if you like to get up early, and that's terrific because the morning harvest you can... You can harvest ripe passion fruit in Queensland or you can repair and maintain fence lines on a cattle property in New South Wales or whatever it be. The diversity of the opportunity is just amazing. So if you're willing, uh, then you can find work. I reckon you'll find work on a farm regardless, regardless of your past experience in agriculture. So it might be, because there's so many types of work on offer, it might be that um, they vary from simple housekeeping, or maybe completion of odd jobs around the farm, to intense periods of fruit picking and vehicle and plant operation and maintenance and landscaping or animal care or animal husbandry. Many farmers will go out of their way just to accommodate and train the workers. But the life experience for you and the self-sufficiency of most grey nomads it puts them at a distinct advantage, an advantage in these respects. So demand for workers... The nature of which, uh, the nature of the work that's on offer, and the pay and the hours and the commitment involved varies widely by region. The best single way to find out is to go to 
your harvest trail service provider. So if you want to, you, there's opportunities out there. Sometimes they're advertised. You can go to Farm Hub. Get your pencil out. Go to Farm Hub. F-A-R-M-H-U-B. Type that in. Google that. Uh, another excellent resource is the National Harvest Guide. You can go that. You can go to the Harvest Trail Service Provider. That might be a good one for you as well. Harvest Trail Service Provider. Put that in. So Harvest Trail Service Provider, National Harvest Guide, Farm Hub. You go and have a look at those and I reckon it's going to be terrific for you. So what we've got to say to the farmers is, she'll be right, mate. She'll be right. And if we're going to do that, we'll get Slim Dusty to sing it for us. So in the meantime, hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is on the road. I hope you enjoy listening to it. We're on show 61, so I know you enjoy listening to it. And we're getting such incredible feedback. Thank you to you. Thank you. And share the show around. Share it. And if you want to go onto the website, you can, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au. Hey, I'm Scott Gibbons. You enjoy yourself. Drive safely. I'll see you on the road. But in the meantime, here's She'll Be Right, mate. Here's Slim Dusty. Talk to you next week. Good on you. As the sun rose over Newport that day in 83, the boxing kangaroo had found a place in history. The wonder from down under had won that famous mug. And here's the song we sang along in every Aussie pub. She'll be right, mate, she'll be right. Just remember that you're an Aussie and you'll never give up the fight. When your back's to the wall, just give your all each morning, noon and night. She'll be right, mate, she'll be right. Australia's own Jack Brabham, racing was his game. A mighty man behind the wheel, a legend he became. He won it once, he won it twice, but he kept going back Three times a champion of the world, good on your mate Sir Jack She'll be right, mate, she'll be right Just remember that you're an Aussie and you'll never give up the fight When your back's to the wall, just give your all each morning, noon and night She'll be right, mate, she'll be right Now Captain Alan Border, Australian of the year he took our team to victory, mate, and kept the ashes here. Following in the footsteps, tradition of the dawn. Eleven blokes who give their most, but that you can't go wrong. Cause she'll be right, mate, she'll be right. Just remember that you're an Aussie and you'll never give up the fight. When your back's to the wall, just give your all each morning, noon and night. She'll be right, mate, she'll be right. Now all you Aussie battlers, when you feel you've had enough Things are never going right and life's a little rough Just get out there and try again and back yourself for first The Aussies always do their best when things are at their worst She'll be right, mate, she'll be right Just remember that you're an Aussie and you'll never give up the fight When your back's to the wall, just give your all each morning, noon and night She'll be right, mate She'll be right once again She'll be right, mate She'll be right Just remember that you're an Aussie And you'll never give up the fight When your back's to the wall Just give your all each morning, noon and night She'll be right, mate She'll be right, that's right Oh, it's a lonesome away from your kindred and all By the campfire at night, I hear the wild dingoes call But there's a nothing so lonesome, morbid or drear Than to stand in the bar of a pub with no beer 
Now the publican's anxious for the quota to come And there's a far away look on the face of the bum The mate's gone all cranky and the cook's acting queer Oh, what a terrible place is a pub with no beer Then the stockman rides up with his dry, dusty throat He breasts up to the bar and pulls a wad from his coat but the smile on his face quickly turns to a sneer As the barman says sadly, the pub's got no beer Then the swaggy comes in, smothered in dust and flies He throws down his roll and rubs the sweat from his eyes But when he is told, he says, what's this I hear? I've trudged fifty layman miles to a pub with no beer Now there's a dog on the veranda For his master he waits But the boss is inside Drinking wine with his mates He hurries for cover And he cringes in fear It's no place for a dog Round a pub with no beer And old Billy the blacksmith The first time in his life why, he's gone home cold sober to his darling wife He walks in the kitchen, she says, you're early, Bill, dear But then he breaks down and tells her the pub's got no beer Oh, it's hard to believe that there's customers still But the money's still tinkling in the old ancient till the wine dots are happy and I know they're sincere When they say they don't care if the pub's got no beer So it's a lonesome away from your kindred and all By the campfire at night while hear the wild ingles call But there's a nothing so lonesome, morbid or drear Than to stand in the bar of that pub with a no beer 